Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm in Athens, the home of democracy, the home of ancient wisdom. Well, debatable. There was Eastern wisdom at the same time, or maybe just before, who knows, doesn't matter. I want to bring you a concept, and this is renewed, and I spoke about this, the chimp paradox, you know. This has been uh, an age-old concept, so Plato, not going to try and be one of those annoying, like, oh, like these names, but, like, he was a very important figure in history, like, he was the one that kind of articulated Socrates' wisdom. He did a lot of writing. He's very very creative. He had Plato's Academy, technically one of the first like universities, basically, where they wrestled naked and had a chat, you know, the usual. Um, but he had a really interesting concept that I want to talk about today um, because we tend to think that we know more and more and more, which is better. But I'm not sure that we've really grasped this concept by Plato because I know the chimp paradox tried to talk about it, but... Even Plato explained him probably better 2,500 years ago. So he says the mind, the, the human body, is controlled by three parts inside us. Right? The first part, he says, is called reason. This is like the old wise teacher that helps you make smart decisions. Uh, he thinks about what's right and wrong. Reason thinks about what's good for you in the long run. It loves learning. It loves figuring things out. It does the harder thing when it's the right thing to do. And that's what Robert Sapolsky explains it as. Reason does the harder... Th- helps you do the harder decision when it's the right thing to do, right? That's what that part of the inside character, that's the first character Plato says, inside us. The second character inside us, and this is why uh, the Christians liked some of Plato's stuff, because he talked about there was another character inside us called the spirit. And the spirit, he said, was like the brave knight who wants to protect you and do what is right. It gets upset when someone's unfair, when you're treated badly, but spirit gives you the courage to stand up for yourself and others, even putting yourself in danger. You know, it's a reason the wise old man might be like, whoa, 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 that's dangerous, mate. What are you doing? And spirit will be like, shut the hell up, mate. I'm going to, this is not right. Boom. And goes in and does something heroic, maybe. Or um, just, you don't even know why. And even Sapolsky talks about this and behave. Like some people... When they ask these people that do acts of um, heroism, where they jumped in the water, they could have died and saved a child, or like run into a house on fire to save someone, and you ask these people in their interviews afterwards, like, what made you do it? They literally say, don't know, just did it. They're like, that's it. They just, they just did it. There was, you know, and that might be the spirit part that Plato was talking about. Why do people do these things? Well, the spirit. There's a spirit inside us, he says. And the third part, he says, inside us is called the, the, the third character is the appetite. This part is like a hungry little child who wants to eat all the sweets, all the chocolate, always wants more of the things that make you feel good, like food, fun, games. It doesn't really think much about the long term, just wants to feel good right now. And Plato says that the happy and wise person has these three characters in balance inside. If the appetite is too, takes too much control, everything's out of whack. If the spirit takes too much control, you might be doing way too many things that are like, uh, no, no good for you, putting yourself in reckless danger, right? Always fiery. And then you've got reason. And if reason is too much, then it's way too logical and you're not letting the other spirit and appetite lead you in the most like natural direction, right? So you need a balance of all of them. And like I said on Monday, when you actually look at the three ego states, this is a future development from here, like they're all trying to say the same thing as what Plato was saying a long time ago. All trying to say there's these the kind of three factions in, the, in inside us. 
Maybe there is three, maybe there's four, maybe there's ten, maybe there's one, maybe there's nothing, maybe it's all an illusion, I don't know. But when we think this way, it can be helpful to navigate through the day. So are you someone whose reason is in control? Reason should be in control and taking taking um, direct in, instructions from spirit and appetite, but really shouldn't be so much in control that they are dismissed. Spirit should be there because we should need we need courage, one of the virtues. An appetite, obviously, we need to be able to be guided by appetite. We want to have fun, we want to have games, we want to do good things and make us feel good because ultimately, day to day, that's what's going to make us want to wake up again. We, we feel good. So, I wonder what you think about that. I wonder what you think about Plato's three, three things uh, inside you. I think it's quite interesting that they were speaking about these things back then. I think it's interesting that these discussions were had so long ago and in today's society you know we swear we've we no one's read a book you know what i mean we swear like reading books so bad it's not cool at all mate what are you on about don't read books shut up mate what are you talking about don't want to talk about deep stuff go away i mean think about these things man you know i like thinking about these things i'm not sure what's in control for me i don't know if i've got a good balance i feel like my balance is quite good i feel like my reason has improved over the years. I don't know if that's just age-related, the brain, or if it's just, like, experience and stuff like that. Um, I feel like my spirit's decent, you know? I feel like my appetite, you know, sometimes takes control, and I know exactly when that happens, and sometimes I give that little kid in the brain what it wants, but in, over time, it's not going to be the one in control. You know, like Don Robson says, who's in control? You or the you or the Dorito? Hello, buddy, who's in control? The Dorito or me? Me or that burger? Me or those fries? Me or that chocolate bar? Who's in control here? Who's the boss? Chocolate bar, is it? Maybe. Who knows? Um, and then I want to talk about a study on sleep here, a quick, um, quick one, study review. Switching gears a bit. Um, so does poor sleep wreck your mood, is what the research is looking at. Or does a bad mood wreck your sleep? Which way is it? So is my poor sleep making me feel terrible, or am I feeling terrible and then having terrible sleep? Okay, 1,000 people, average age 38, 84% females. Did a questionnaire, blah, 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 blah. The researchers concluded, good sleep predicts pleasant effect the following day. Okay, poor sleep predicts unpleasant effect. No shock there. You have bad sleep, you're not going to feel great. You have, you have good sleep, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel pleasant. Pleasant effect during the day. Okay, so good mood during the day predicts better sleep. Unpleasant effect and worry predict poor sleep. Whoa, we are we are shocking discoveries here. So unpleasant effect is I feel anxious, I feel nervous, I feel irritable, I feel tired. Pleasant effect is I feel enthusiastic, I feel cheerful, I feel relaxed, I feel content, I feel calm. Right? Interestingly, the effects of effect and worry on sleep weren't as strong as the effects of sleep on effect and worry. Okay, so let me just make that make make that make sense. Repetitive thoughts about anticipated threats, I worry a lot. Okay, so the effects of effect and worry. So if I'm worrying a lot I'm about sleep, worrying about things, aren't strong of the effects of sleep and effect on worry. So essentially, sleep is more important. If you don't sleep enough, so if you were to think, what's worse for my sleep, me not having enough sleep or me worrying all the time in the day, this study says it's the sleep is the worst part. So you need to fix that. You have to go and fix that because you can worry all day. It impacts your sleep, sure. But your non-sleep is impacting the things way more, right? 
So this is a vicious circle. We have spoken about this stuff before. Like, you know, these are just new studies, research coming out. It's like saying the same type of thing, but I don't know how many times you've got to, you know, get her in, get your sleep routine good. Like, I have you got an alarm at 9 p.m. saying, hey, put your phone down, go to sleep? Probably 90, 99% of you still haven't tried it out. Why? Why not? You've got to be prompted to put your phone away. When you, you know, when we look at our turtle data, and I can't wait to share the data we're analysing, we've analysed uh, oh, hundreds of thousands of rows of data right now. And um, it's interesting what different variables impact people most, and you'll be surprised. though. If you track your uh, sleep and mood and emotional health in the app, there's a huge link between low sleep low emotional score, higher stress, higher weight, right? All linked. There's like a very strong correlation between them with people that track it. So I'm telling you, you need to fix the root, which is sleep. The other things might fall into place. But no matter how like low, like deep, like less, lesser of a stressor, lesser of a stressor, lesser of stress you do in the day, if you're not sleeping well, well, you're doomed. So the researchers wrote, daytime worrying contributes to sleep problems, which in turn increase intrusive negative thinking, autonomic arousal and emotional distress, and through these worry again. Conversely, sleep problems may influence effect by impairing executive functioning, aka the wise part of the brain. This makes it harder to inhibit negative emotions and thought patterns. So if you turn off the wise thinker, or the, the, you know, a Plato, reason, Plato called reason, you turn reason away, you turn him off, Who's there to start um, reducing the impact of negative emotions and thoughts? It's the thinker, it is the executive functioning, it is the wise reason in the brain that can have a feeling hit you like, whoa, I, whoa that, I, feel, I feel anxious. It's that part of the brain that calms that down. You take that away, chaos. So you take that away, you take reason away, you take the wise old man or the wise old woman away. And you have repetitive thoughts like, I'll never, ever, ever be able to sleep in my gum tablet. And also cortisol will fly up as well, which is not great. Because cortisol in the morning wakes you up. Our study suggests that any intervention that prevents sleep problems, unpleasant effect or worry, not only benefits particular symptoms, but other symptoms as well, and might turn a negative spiral into a positive one. The upshot is improve your sleep to reduce your worry and boost your pleasant effects in the day and vice versa. Like, come on, this is simple stuff. We need to, but we need to get it right. Um, the second takeaway is to familiarize yourself with cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which is considered the most effective non-drug treatment for sleep problems. It typically involves six to eight sessions with qualified specialists. Um, so obviously, I'm not a qualified <laughs> CBT specialist here, but you should go and seek this because it's very, very effective in the research, okay? Um, so you need to have an unwind before bed and pre-sleep ritual. You need to sleep in a cool, dark, quiet room. You need to relax before bed with breathwork, maybe box breathing. You, you've done, you've got that in the app. Maybe Annie's going those sessions. Come up, meditation, journaling. Okay. And that's really it about the sleep stuff. I just want to nail it in because I know there's such a uh, there's such a link. You might think that you are feeling terrible. You're always like this and that. But you really haven't tackled your sleep. And you might say, I've got kids, Scott. I'm like, I can't sleep. Shut up, mate. You haven't got kids. I can't sleep. And I'll say, well, I don't have kids, no. But what, I get your situation's harder, but you're the only one that can improve it. Have you tried loads of things to improve it? Like, try things out. How can things change if you don't change it? Do you know what I mean? You can't just, it's not going to wish it better. One of my kids wake me up all the time, my six, nana. 
I don't know, we need to be creative. What are the solutions here? We can think outside the box, as they say, but like we need we need solutions. And this is what we create out as humans. We are problem solvers. If I wake up at six, my kids wake up at six. Stuff like that is usually said. You don't get that on our... Um, going, your kids go to bed at seven or eight, then you need to sleep. You need to watch TV for a bit because it's the only time you have off. Well, why not like put that time into reading and sleep and wake up an hour earlier? And I guarantee you, you will start preferring that over mindless TV in the nights. You don't have to watch TV in the nights. You know, you don't have to do it. Like try, try it out again. Turtle's methodology here is like be your own scientist, be an experimenter, experiment stuff. If you're not experimenting, how are you gonna find out? I don't know. This goes for all of these things. How are you gonna find out if you don't experiment? It's not gonna randomly come to you, is that? But that's it. Um, have a good day. I'll speak to you soon, obviously. I'll be delivering wisdom from Athens. Don't you worry. Uh, one of my favorite places, and I'm gonna try and. Uh, going to be using the turtle app whilst in Athens I'm going to try and see how hard it is um, how I can go about it I might share how I go about it and you might say oh Scott you're not going to enjoy I'll enjoy don't worry about it tracking on my phone two minutes like get over it man it's not going to ruin my my time in Athens <laughs> you know I mean I'm not I'm not concerned about people thinking oh he's is he tracking I said wait what a, what, a, what a loser no man it takes me two to three minutes on my phone you know just putting stuff in it's not hard it's fascinating to me I find it interesting so it's not hard for me to do this and I suppose if you see it negatively it is hard to do but I see it as a great tool to get some self-analysis going and that's it enjoy your day speak soon